This is the Divine Comedy Cafe, where we talk all things theology with a hint of sarcasm. So grab a cup of coffee, let's sit down and talk. On this episode, we're talking about signs. Let's get into it. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello, fellow listeners. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I said, how are you guys doing? I was talking to the audience. Oh. I'm sure... Well, um, this is a... This is like more than a two-way conversation, I guess. Yeah. Why are you... Why You all may be wondering why we're so quiet. It's because our daughter's taking a nap right now. TCP. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're also doing like a dual podcast episode. <laughs> Yeah, we are. So we're doing a dual podcast. You make it sound interesting. Hey, yeah, dual so podcast. It, it's 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 a crossover episode. Um, it is. Um, yeah. So, and I'm gonna go ahead and apologize first of all because I sound probably sick. I, you know, I feel like I sound better than I have sounded. Mm, nobody um, would know that. But yeah, nobody would know that. But so I guess since you wouldn't know that, um, I apologize for how I sound and if I um, have to cough or something like that. So please, please forgive. Um, but yeah, so we are, um, all right. So for my podcast, listeners, okay, uh, sure. speak to them. Hey everybody. Uh, so I'm running two podcasts now. First one is, can we just talk? And second one is the divine comedy cafe. He's just got to derail, huh? He's got to uh, take over. He's got uh, to take over spirit. <laughs> for, uh, for a takeover spirit, <laughs> looking for that verse in the Bible. Um, it's not. so, uh, so for those of my listeners, uh, all three of you who don't know, <laughs> Um, this is my wife, Hannah, hey. and sometimes we do episodes on her podcast together. Her podcast is called, can we just talk? And, uh, and so, uh, we're actually just going to, whenever we do these crossover Bible episodes related, I guess we'll probably tackle them together. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I haven't uh, posted as much in the past couple of weeks is because it's Christmas ish um so we're recording this a couple days before new year's um so anyway with that out of the way hannah you got anything for your listeners listeners if you um like a funny <clears throat> podcast that is theologic what if you like a funny podcast that's theologically sound <laughs> theologically sound um you will love the Divine Comedy Cafe podcast by my husband, David Colbert. Um, you're actually a part of it right this moment. So um, if you are not already subscribed to my podcast, go ahead and do that. But also so subscribe to his too. Yeah, to, um, my, to my eight Spotify followers. Well, it's um, already up to eight. Dave. Yeah, yeah. You guys are welcome to follow my wife Hannah's as well. Can we just talk on all your streaming platforms that matter which mean spotify Spotify and apple (laughs) yeah uh yeah so let's let's go ahead and get into this episode it's been three minutes already i think it's time for us to to jump in so we actually um got a submission from a friend who um really wanted us to do a podcast episode and just kind of uh talk about this um this topic and um we were just overjoyed to do so um, because we obviously love this friend, but we, um, I know that there are other people who wouldn't say may... overjoyed. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the sarcasm. Anyway, so um, we, um, I made me lose my train of thought. We were were very overjoyed. We were overjoyed. That's where you yes, thought. Yes, 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 yes. We were overjoyed to be able to. I wouldn't uh... say overjoyed. 
gosh, that's disgusting. I'm so sorry. Um, but we were overjoyed. Stop. My gosh. <sighs> this podcast episode is for, for a dear friend who um, we think can also relate to many other people who are, you know, thinking and going through the same thing. Um, so basically the, the friends, uh, well, actually, David, do you want to, do you want to say what the topic is? Sure. I'd be overjoyed to. So the topic is, um, I saw the sign or thought I did. Um, that's what your episode is going to be called. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so this episode is about signs, um, you know, uh, what happens with what, when, when what I was expecting to accompany this sign doesn't happen. Right. Um, I guess for an example, like, Hey God, um, if you want me to take this job, you know, you'll, um, I'll see two shooting stars in a row and you should see two shooting stars in a row. You take the job, um, and you actually, you, you accept the job and they already tell you that they found somebody else. Um, like the sign you get and the result you get don't match up. Um, and with this person, it has caused mistrust in their relationship with God, their communication with God. And, uh, and so, um, the, the topic is about signs, what we do with them. Um, you know, are they even important? Uh, those are questions that we kind of want to answer in this episode, but first, a word from our sponsors. And this is where I would put my sponsor if I had one. Back to the show. Signs, signs. What in the world do we do with signs? I mean, come on. Signs? There's so much we can do with signs. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you didn't think fast like the bro. I'm. J- I was trying to segue. I was trying to find a segue. I saw it. I saw it in your mind. I saw the wheels turning. Um, but well, first thing I want to point out is we should um, speak on mm-hmm. the uh, the like the the emotional end of not having your expectations met, Mm -hmm. um, by God. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good, uh, place to start. Um, you know, there, there are, there are times where, um, where you're expecting something to happen. It doesn't happen. You thought you had a promise. You thought, um, God spoke to you. You thought, you know, you thought you had a con- you had this strong conviction that something was going to happen, something wasn't, um, and it just doesn't it doesn't fall through the way you expect it to, um, and I think that there's there's a real space that we can speak into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, um, in your Christian walk, you're, um, there's always going to be a time where God doesn't meet your expectations mm-hmm. um, because He's God, we're not. Um, you know, we're, um, and we can have the best intentions in the world to, um, but we expect that there's this, there's this uh, promise, um, 
I mean, somebody who's listening may have, you know, man, I, I thought this loved one was going to come through from this illness and they ended up passing away. Um, I thought God told me that they'd be healed or, um, you know, I thought that I was going to be married to this person and it didn't happen or, you know, like there, there are certain promises that you really, you really have a strong conviction of and these things don't happen. And I think the same thing happens with, um, we ask God to show us something through a like revelatory sign, like, Hey, reveal this to me, Lord. Um, and, and, and so before we get started, I just want to, I don't want to discount the emotional weight of that. Mm -hmm. Um, while at the same time, uh, encouraging us to say, well, we, we may, God may not meet our expectations, but to say that he let us down or disappointed us would be kind of a different thing to say. Mm. Um, if you're getting disappointed by God, I would encourage you to reevaluate your, your walk with him. Um, in what way? Well, uh, in the way somebody has been listening to some psychology podcasts. Oh. <laughs> yes. <more>. And, <laughs> and, um, oh. I would uh, just, I would say, you know, we need to ground ourselves in, um, our position in the relationship with God. Um, it can be kind of disorienting when you're kind of in an emotional bout of disappointment or despair from something that you thought was going to happen that didn't. Um, but to ground yourself in, I'm, I'm God's child, first of all. Um, and a good father is good. Mm -hmm. He gives good gifts. Um, he knows best. He's wise. He has a fan, a, a plan far bigger than ours. Um, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Um, you know, his, his, my expectations may not be met with God, but that doesn't mean that God underperforms. Um, he, um, he knows what's, what's best. And if I know my position as a child, I can trust my dad. I can trust my father. Mm -hmm. Um, second, I, my position is the clay and this one's a little tougher. Romans 9 and, and also in Jeremiah, uh, you know, 31 is whenever we talk about the new heart around that space uh, is where uh, Jeremiah talks to um, like a clay worker or goes to a potter. And that's where Paul from Romans 9 is quoting. Uh, but like, we're the play, we're the, <laughs> we're the clay, <laughs> we're the clay, God is the potter, right? What uh, in Romans 9 it says, like, what, um, what right does the clay have to say? You know, why did you make me this way? Why did this mm -hmm. happen? Why did that happen? Um, you know, God ultimately is the final authority on all things. That's good. Um, and it's really presumptuous of me as, as the created thing to say that I know more or better than, yeah. the, than the creator. Um, yeah. So my, my position as God's child, uh, my position as, as the clay, and then, um, and then lastly, um, my, my position as... Um, of all the old, the as the dependent one, rather than the independent one, and I, I'm thinking about Job, where God's saying, um, yeah. you know, where were you when I made this? Where were you when I made the cosmos? Where were you when I made these creatures? Where were you? Um, and 
and in Job after losing everything, his kids, his house, his everything, um, Job's reminded, not through an answer that God and the devil were like, play, the devil placed a wager with God. Um, it was, you know, God doesn't answer Job that way. He says like, he's basically saying everything that I've created is from me. Um, Mm -hmm. I had my hand, I was intimately involved in everything. I walked the depths of the deep, uh, is what the Bible says. Um, and you are ultimately dependent on me. I'm the only independent thing. Everything else, even the mightiest creatures, Leviathan, uh, behemoth, um, even these great creatures are dependent on me. I can lure out Leviathan with a fish hook. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, uh, I know where behemoth rests under, under the trees. Like, um, I, I, he's my pet. Um, all these things are dependent on me. Um, so you who don't know anything need to rely on the one who knows everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think reminding myself the privileged position of a child of God, knowing that my dad will give me good gifts according to his wisdom and that all things work for good according to his riches. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that, uh, my, my position as the clay, um, God ultimately knows best because he created things, um, to be the way that they are for a specific reason that I may not comprehend. And then, uh, three, uh, as the dependent one that I would rather put my trust in the one who knows rather than. Uh, anything that pretends that they know, but they really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think understanding those kind of positions that I am to God will really ground us mm-hmm. when we talk about God not meeting our expectations. Yep. Otherwise, I think our emotions will kind of take us to really bad places. Right. <coughs> Excuse yeah, me. I think you're right. I think there there have been plenty of situations in my life where I felt like I... Um, and it's not necessarily from the position of saying that I know I knew better than God or I, I, at least at the time, like, I didn't think that I I knew better than him, but, um, I can like later on admit, like I didn't fully surrender this thing to you. Um, or maybe I didn't, uh, fully put that thing into your hands that maybe you asked me to put into your hands. Um, I think that, um, it's not, I think we just as humans, you know, as, as we're living our life, um, and even like if, if, if I can be frank, like in, in my life, there have even been times where it was even easy to like ignore God in my, in my situation, in my, in my problem and just kind of try to figure it out on my own. Um, and then even then going back and asking for a sign and it's like, you know, there's a, this is a situation that was created, um, that, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily God's fault. Um, but now I'm asking him to, to clean up, you know, the mess. Um, but I think, I think you're, I think you're totally right. I think, um, that if we were to have the, um, the mindset that, uh, or at least like the the scripture that you know job that God was speaking to job at the very end of job um like just that he is he's sovereign and he's he's above it all um and that we we do need to like recognize what our place is um but also knowing how 
like when God is, is speaking about himself and speaking about his power and speaking about his sovereignty, um, now God is, he's completely holy. And so, um, for him to be able to say these things about himself is, is also a holy thing for him to do. It's not like it's him like bragging the way that we brag because he can back it up. And to think that the man who can, who can back up every, everything that he says is on your side and ultimately wants to see the things uh, that are best for you come to pass. That is something that should give you peace and it should give you um, just an amount of um, like satisfaction um, knowing that that God is is ultimately, you know, wanting for your good out of uh, whatever situation that you are put into. Um, and so regardless of whether you have seen a sign in in your life um, come to pass or not come to pass, whatever, whatever passed, it went across the Lord's desk first and he allowed it to either not happen or to happen. Um, and so he either knows that he is the one who's going to get you through that situation if it's a rough one or if it's a situation where it's, you know, you're rejoicing and you're super happy, um, then he is there rejoicing with you. It, it says that he's, you know, with us when we, uh, when we laugh and when we cry, like he's with us. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like, also, I think there's something that uh, can be said about like, uh, I think the person he or she not going to call you out, uh, said was like, ah, man, I know there's a need for both, but like facts and logic versus faith and signs. Um, that plays a big, that plays a big part. And that's, um, something that is major. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, we can't get caught in what's called like a false dichotomy. We can't Mm. get caught in between two extremes uh, that really aren't the only two options. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just faith or fact. Um, if faith is opposite of facts or opposed to facts, we shouldn't have faith in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and um, so uh, so faith, right, um, what we know should reinforce our faith, mm-hmm. and what we believe should be truthful, it should be factual. So I don't see, I see those things informing each other. That's good. Um, I don't see them separate from each other. Uh, and you don't just need faith and then you need facts. And it's like, you got one camp over here, one camp over here. Mm-hmm. No, you, you have to have both together. Um, you know, Paul argues in first Corinthians 15, if Jesus didn't factually literally raise from the dead, we should be a joke. Like we deserve to be a joke. Uh, we should be the most pitied of everybody. So Paul argues that we should use our logic, right? Uh, to, uh, to to lead us to deeper faith. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think there are instances in our lives where I do just have to trust God in spite of what may be presumed or quote-unquote facts in my face, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're in process of building a house right now, and, and everything would tell us that this was not the time to do that. And God blessed us with a good interest rate in this state that we're in. You know, God blessed us with uh, great builders. God blessed us even in the midst of what would be considered a really bad time financially to build, right? Um, it just as a personal example. But we believed in spite of the quote-unquote 
facts or numbers that were around us. Um, but I think what we did was the most logical thing because it was the most faithful thing in that God made us a promise. And because God made us a promise, we're going to see that through because uh, it's more logical and more faithful for me to trust the, the author of the promise and the author of our faith rather than um, the world, right? As the dependent thing, I want to trust the independent thing. So um, I want to also, that that's just something I wanted to say is like, mm-hmm. is that facts and faith don't go apart from each other. Like, if you think of it like this, if Jesus really raised from the dead, why wouldn't you believe in a resurrection? Jesus didn't raise from the dead. Why wouldn't you believe that he's everything he says he is? If he says he's God, then he's probably God if he raised from the dead. You know, if Jesus says he's God, then everything he says is true. If everything he says is true, then it would be illogical not to trust him when he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and there's no other way to the Father except through him. Like, it's the logical thing to place your trust in Jesus rather than anything else. If he rose from the dead, which is a fact, um, then everything else kind of falls into place. So faith and fact work together Mm -hmm. uh they're not opposed from one another so (coughs) excuse me so that's something else that i would (laughs) something else that i would say yeah um yeah i actually somebody uh volunteered their time they said that they would edit for me for my future podcast so yeah shout out to xander so um (laughs) after this podcast xander i i will definitely employ your (laughs) services to edit it edit my stuff because I'm just like, I just throw it out there. I don't really care. Um, but anyway, that's what I would say to that. Like, so don't, don't, if you're on the side of facts and logic, quote unquote side, mm-hmm. I think you're missing, you're not being logical. Like mm. if you can't believe in a God who can provide miracle signs and wonders, then it, it, but you believe that Jesus raised from the dead, you're actually working against logic. It's, it's a contradiction. If mm. you believe that Jesus rose from the dead, why wouldn't he provide you signs and wonders? Um, so I would actually say, like, you're living in contradiction right now. You need to get into a position where you can muster up the faith to believe God. Because um, if he raised his son from the dead, then he can do anything that he wants. So I have a question for you. <coughs> yes. So for, for someone who is, so someone who says that they maybe are more, like, fact-driven um, and maybe more, like, logic based mm-hmm. um how would you how would you suggest someone open up to um being more like faith-filled like for practical ways how how can they um open up without just like accepting any any old thing that comes the way because i w- one thing that i know is that i feel like um you can be one way sometimes you're one way or the other some and i mm-hmm. feel like in our relationship kind of we, we're this way mm-hmm. um where you are more um you're more logic and you're more um uh and you ha- i mean you obviously swing towards faith as well but i mean you're more logic and i am more you know a little a little more like um on <coughs> the, <coughs> <Sorry>. <coughs> a little more <laughs> that's what you get a little <laughs> more on the seeking side um, to where I am always searching. And so I, I feel like sometimes I'm always seeing things um, and um, maybe things that aren't actually signs, maybe things that just are things that um, I 
that are just patterns. I don't know. But um, I think that there's obviously there's a balance in it. There's a balance in not being so mystical that you don't um, have any um, grounding. And then there's some where you can be so grounded that uh, you can't be lifted off the ground. Um, Mm. So I think um, what would you say to maybe somebody who is um, on either side, somebody who is maybe a little too a little too like woo you know that it's mm-hmm. it's dangerous for them or somebody who's a little too logical that it's also dangerous for them okay uh, i'd like to hear what you have to say too on sure, this sure. um i mean i go ahead go ahead yeah. well, I'll, I'll answer a second yeah i mean you asked me so i did yeah so <laughs> <laughs> no but um uh i would say uh for somebody who uh doesn't think that like doesn't want to trust signs or a little wary of signs um i would uh i would argue um that uh that you're being uh too skeptical um you know that god will still be gracious and meet you where you're at um but it's 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 not you're you're not going to to have that same level of fulfillment of saying that even when I didn't see it, I believed. Mm. And you can see that with Thomas. Uh, Jesus met Thomas where he was at. Uh, Thomas uh, was the only disciple who wasn't present uh, at, a, at, a, at a meal where Jesus goes and he shows up to the disciples uh, post-resurrection. Uh, Thomas is like, I'll believe it when I see it. So Jesus shows up and he, um, and he puts, you know, his hand out, and he's like, hey, touch the scars on my hands, touch the scars on my feet, um, and in my side, you know, just just touch my scars. Uh, and Thomas ends up believing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus says, Ble- more blessed is he who has not seen yet still believes. Because um, Jesus wants us to have, to have faith. Jesus wants us to take God at his word. Um, and when we don't take God at his word, if you're his kid, He'll still meet you where you're at. He'll mm-hmm. still love on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you're, you're missing out mm-hmm. on, on a significant blessing of, of, of trusting God. And that's, listen, you're not doing God any favors mm-hmm. by that. Like, you're missing out yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not growing your faith. Mm-hmm. And if you're not growing your, if you're not in an exercise of, of routinely, routinely growing your faith, um, you're, you're not going to see signs. Like you're not going to see greater things. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, um, you're not going to, you know, if you, if you're, if you're praying for healing and it doesn't happen, it's probably because you, you know, it may be because you didn't exercise your faith. Um, and, and, and I'm, and I'm saying something bold because mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. also on the other end, right. I'm not saying like, I'm also not saying that, well, a- every healing uh, is from a lack of faith right. or every lack of healing is from a lack of faith. No, there are plenty of factors. One, it has to be God's will, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Personal for that problems. healing to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, second, the person who is hurting ha- should, you know, believe <laughs> you yeah. should look at the, look at the person who gets lowered, uh, under the roof. Right. Um, and Jesus says that your like all of y'all's faith made you well, mm. Um, so it has to be the person who's in, you know, hurting has to believe three, um, 
you know, there may be a sin that's attached, a hidden sin that's attached to that illness, which is uh, James. You can read that in James uh, mm-hmm. chapter 4, I believe, 4 or 5. Um, but anyway, that this is a huge tangent, but I think I should, I should qualify what I say there is, like, if you, the, the point is, and another thing is, you may not just have the faith. And Jesus also leaves his hometown because his own people didn't have enough faith for him to do miracles there. So there are a lot of factors, but your lack of faith may be a factor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the fact that you're not seeing what you want to see in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I would say to, the, to that person. And to be quicker... Um, I would say to the person who's a little more hippy dippy, um, or like looking for signs everywhere, um, you're in real danger of deceiving yourself, uh, because you're looking, you're looking for everything. And Jesus also said a wicked and adulterous generation seeks a sign. Um, you know, if you're like continually asking God, show me this, show me that, show me this, show me that you're actually showing, displaying a lack of faith because you always need a sign, right? Instead of just taking God at his word. Um, first of all, how much of the word do you know? How much of the Bible do you know? How much can you take God on there? Um, but if you're always seeking a sign, you're not resting on the firm foundation of God's word. You're not resting on the firm foundation of this is what God said. Even if it doesn't make sense, I'm just going to act on it. If you continually need a sign to validate what you're saying, you're just like the facts person, just on the opposite end of the spectrum. You have a lack of faith because you're always seeking a sign. Mm-hmm. Um, so my encouragement to you, to, for the fact person, I would say um, start asking. Start asking for signs. For the, for the signs person, for the feelings person, whatever you want to say, um, I'd say um, start the exercise of when you hear God say something, just act on faith. Just act on faith with it. Don't, don't continually to ask for God to confirm it through the sign. Just go for it mm-hmm. um, and start small. Don't, don't get an inkling that God told you to, to buy a house weight outside of your budget and you do it the next day. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying start small, be faithful, and grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. And I think those, those two extremes would, would benefit greatly from that. What, were you, what would you say? Yeah, my what I was going to say uh, for both sides, um, first of all, is read your Bible. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. like, that's the foundation uh, for how to how to break out of um, either, uh, which David just said, they're both um, basically faithlessness. Um, and so um, even exercising your faith to believe that when you open the Bible and you read it, that God is going to speak to you and that he is going to um, to try to help you um, and heal those areas in your life where you feel like um, are hurting. Um, so I, yeah, for for the person who is maybe more logical, I would say it's a beautiful thing to be testing, uh, but it is um, a dangerous thing to be skeptical. So test everything, but don't be skeptical about everything that you that you see or everything that you um, that you um, encounter, uh, because obviously there are things that are wrong. There are things that aren't, um, biblical, but testing requires taking the scripture and applying it to the situation and saying like, does the, do I see this in the Bible? Do, is this a place where, um, 
is this is this aligning with the word or is this out of line with the word if it's in line with the word um then maybe further test if you feel you need that um but don't be just skeptical of of situations i remember we um i we had like this um event um and uh these people were a little more like charismatic spiritually than we were um and i remember i brought a group of people there and it was um it was really like awkward because uh it was youth who came with me which was awesome but it was just kind of like oh man uh this is this is a little more intense than we are used to spiritually it was a lot more speaking in tongues it was a lot more um you know just outright just you know gifts of the spirit i guess you could say um and so um we i remember leaving there and um everybody was kind of like oh that was crazy and i was like yeah that was crazy but i was like but i can't say that what they were doing was wrong mm-hmm. um maybe could there have been a little more order possibly but um i can't say that they weren't you know that this wasn't a spiritual thing um i can be testing i won't know cuz this is an event and i don't attend this you know this place um so i can't like continue to test um so i'm just going to let it go <laughs> but if we uh if we had stayed there any longer like i imagine like our, our skepticism would have just like uh rose and rose and rose um so in in situations like that be testing uh but um don't be skeptical and for um for the people who are who are a little more um like david said hippy dippy <laughs> i guess you could say um i think you just you hit it right on the head like um making sure that you are grounded in the word grounded in scripture both sides grounded in the scripture but making sure that you're grounded in the word to that when um i guess it goes the same way that you can be testing of you know what these signs are and not necessarily just accepting any old thing that comes your way uh because god may not be saying that and it what is crazy is that the enemy is very strategic as well in the way that he puts things in front of our faces um and he he will often sound a lot like god or try to make himself sound a lot like god or he'll sound a lot like the way that you think he'll sound a lot like your own logic um and i think that that's how he he gets us to to stumble and how he gets us to fall is is by getting into our minds because he can um he can't hear your thoughts and he doesn't know how you think but he's been around, i think he's been around long enough to to know what kind of person you are i think mm-hmm. maybe we fit into categories and he's like oh she's a this and he's a that mm-hmm. you know and i think that that is how um that we are sometimes um taken down um for lack of a better word is is through um the enemy just being able to speak to those places where we may be uh weak spiritually um and so my encouragement to uh to people who are on either side of the fence um and people who are smack dab in the middle make sure that you're reading your bible that you're praying you're praying for um for god to give you signs but you're also praying for um, just his help and your on your understanding of the word and your understanding of what to do. Um, but, uh, ultimately just that you grow in your trust and your faith towards him because God, 
uh, like we've said time and time again, he's good. And he, he wants to see you grow more than you want to grow. He wants to see you flourish more than you want to flourish. Mm -hmm. You want so many things for your life. You have so many dreams and you have so many, so many visions. And, and God is like, look, I want for amazing things to happen for you. I want for even more amazing things to happen than you could ever dream. But in order for you to, um, in order for you to be able to have these things, you have to trust me. Like you have to, you have to understand that, you know, what I want is good. And there may be things that I want you to let go of, but that's okay. Because if, if I am asking you to let it go, then trust that you don't really need it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that's really hard as well. Um, and that's something that I think hinders us from uh, wanting to, to hear God's voice is that sometimes we're afraid of what he'll say and afraid of what he'll ask us for. Uh, because we, we love the things that we have. We love uh, so dearly, um, you know, just our, our possessions, our people, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think about, um, I think about Job and I, I, sometimes I sing songs and I'm like, Lord, you can have it all. Or like, um, uh, like refiner, like I want to be consumed. Like, no, I don't want to be consumed. <laughs> I don't want you to have it all. I have a husband. I have a child. I don't want you to have it all. Mm -hmm. Like that means that I, I, what if I have to give them up one day? Like, but um, to him, nothing is a sacrifice. And that's, that's further down, um, a little further down in your maturity, maybe. Um, and further down in my maturity, cause I, I may not even be fully ready to be able to say something like that. And, uh, but I think that, um, when, when we, when we trust that God who is so, so good, God who is so, so powerful, um, when we trust in him, then we we don't have to worry and he says also that we will never lack um mm. and that is that is something that he said and so i am i'm gonna stand i'm gonna stand 10 toes down on that standing on business it's 10 it's, grippers down that's what they say oh, man well i think we need a part two to this because we didn't even touch the the meat of it you okay Does that work yeah I'd cool. love to come back to your, your podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. And thank you for attending Can We Just Talk uh, and the Divine Comedy Cafe. Um, so we will definitely be doing a part two of this, yep. which will be released at some point. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe even the same day. Uh, who knows? All right. All right. Um, because next time we'll need to actually talk about what to do when the sign happens and it, and it doesn't true. fall, right? That's the, yeah. that's the main thing. Yeah, so we yeah. laid out like the groundwork of it mm -hmm, today, mm -hmm. um, but we will have to return for a part two of what happens when I see the sign and it doesn't come to pass. This has been the Divine Comedy Cafe. Remember that the next episode, we're going to talk about the meat of the issue what do we do when the sign we expect does not come to pass? See you next time. This is the Divine Comedy Cafe, where we talk all things theology, apologetics, with a bit of sarcasm. Join us as we go into part two of our episode on... If God gave me a sign, why didn't it come to pass? Let's jump in, grab a cup of coffee, and talk with me.